like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... trying to feel good about myself and my health uh, i am uh, trying i'm doing my best as you, instructed I'm doing my best is your body fighting you my body is fighting something yeah <laughs> and it's in you so a sure. plus b it is, equals it, it is, is fighting you it is within me oh, gross <laughs> making violent outbursts from me whoopsie duty well um no gross. not so much of that anymore but Ew. not at the moment no 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 duty <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i do sound better than last week though listeners you do sound more like true. you and less like a sexy man version of you which is good because not a single fucking one of you got damn undies so isn't that that's a shame she needed these dollars what is I wrong needed, with you people i have never in my life more needed someone to buy my to underwear <laughs> <laughs> i needed Buy my underwear. Not even my underwear. I make no promises that they're my underwear. It's going to be somebody's. But In just fact, buy I it. promise you they're not my underwear. <laughs> it's my I neighbor. promise you that they're my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll, yeah. You'll kind of know. You know, there's a there's a big difference between our underpants and your underpants. Get Bob's undies is what we'll rename yeah. it. And now you're going to watch oh it God, fly off the shelves. instantly sells out. Fly off the shelves. Our hottest selling item. Yep. yep. Get Bob's undies. <laughs> Lightly worn to extremely worn. <laughs> well, workout yeah. day underwears. Oh, <laughs> oh God. No. Curry underwears. Oh, oh baby. Indian food underpants. I think that's a $6,000 tier. Oh, man. I can add it. I can put it on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you guys are waiting for, I'll make the distinction. Oh, my gosh. Is selling your underwear on Patreon legal? Sure. Do they get mad about you that? You know what? Fucking c- come find come, me. Come, yeah. Come, come, come fucking at. No one's bottom. So. Yeah. Come on, Hank Green. <laughs> you jackass. Buy my, buy my underpants. It's not illegal to sell anything if no one buys it. That's true. Offering it to sell <laughs> is a little different than the act you of selling. You could buy it. We you just could. haven't sold it to you. Correct. Um, on a completely. What if this was all a ruse and like ten different people have bought down Mondays and this is just a bit we do on the show? Oh my god! To get more people to buy no, them because then we would get angry like hate mail being like, "What the fuck? I bought your underpants. I bought these underpants and it's Mander pants. It's bu- <laughs> this is bullshit. This is not what I signed Mander up pants, for. You should put Mander pants in the X verse. I'm just saying. Oh my god. Oh, like if you're making superheroes, Manderpants feels, feels like a good like a good surf, a good trial. Amazon, Globry, Manderpants. Manderpants. He fits I'm, the he bill. Fits. He really I, does. I'm just say I'm just saying. You have a type, Bob. You, you do. I'm not saying that I'm doing another X-Men book, but if I am Manderpants in the background. Manderpants. Get ready. You heard it here. Get first. ready. Get ready. It's gonna happen. Remander pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um no, on a, a 100 Speaking of Mander pants. Yes. There you go. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of Mander pants, um a group of 100 hippos who are descendants of the hippos owned by the late drug lord Pablo Escobar have recently been recognized as legal persons in the United States of America. Lethal or legal? Legal. Legal. Lethal. 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 I mean, they are lethal in that if they step on you, they smooshed you and you are dead. Well, I heard that they were like running rampant and doing damage. So I was like, have they done a murder? Have they have they killed? No, no. The reason that the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio recognized these these Southern District of Ohio. Yes. Ohio recognized these hippos as legal persons is was because it's all done in an effort to save them because um the colombian government wants to murder them and the u.s government was like let's not okay so the u.s is now like corporations are people hippos hippos are people people. specifically escobar drug cocaine hippos lord hippos are people people correct drug hippos drippos Drupos. Drug pose. Drupos. Drupos is like. Drippos. Yeah, I prefer that. 
<laughs> um, but yes. Wait, did you say drippos? Yeah. <laughs> drippos, baby. These hippos <laughs> got the drip and are ready for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Check Fucking out these. Drip. Check out these fits on the best hippos. You- <laughs> yep. Um, so, so yeah. Um, because the reason that there was a lawsuit that was able to be brought was because in Colombia, non-human animals have the right to bring lawsuits against humans. Non-human animals. As so, well like as monkeys. Human animals. Yeah, we are human They're not, animals. Human animals not allowed to bring lawsuits. Mm-mm. Non-human animals. Welcome. If you come across a litigious raccoon in Colombia, look out. out. Boy, yeah. howdy. Ooh, there are, you know there are litigious crocodiles. Because they're yeah. just they're just a spiky kind I mean, of species. Is there a non-litigious crocodile? Really? Really? It's true. Do you they're... ever meet, meet a crocodile that didn't sue you? Hola, right yo soy Juan Crocodile Abogado. <laughs> Dial dos 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 dos. Accidentes. Accidentes. Chomp chomp. Chomp Jesus. But did yeah. You have an, <laughs> did you have a crocodile related accident? Call me. Call me. Juan Crocodile. Juan Crocodile. Juan <laughs> <laughs> oh, Crocodile. Oh. There's so many characters being created. Buenos dias. <laughs> so I have one crocodile. Oh, man, we're back to creating those beloved characters we're so well known for. Yeah. Charles Corncob, Juan Crocodile. Juan Crocodile. Juan Crocodile. Manderpants. Manderpants. Comma, abogado. Abogado. Oh, my goodness. But yes, uh, the Colombian government has been trying to kill these hippos since 2009. And uh, by being well, recognized they causing, as people. they causing troubles. I, they're not, uh, you know. They're not, well, not they, causing trouble. They're not paying their they're taxes. They're being troublesome. They are being troublesome hippos. They're not paying their taxes. They're harassing children. They're mooning people. It's a real problem. They're yeah, but don't worry, guys. In one bite. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, guys. Ohio's on the case. But Ohio, whew, they got your back. What is Ohio's plan? Like, hey, I know these hippopotami are causing many issues for you, but don't do anything about it. It wasn't. We offer you no solutions, no. only roadblocks. Yeah, well, it's what the, the district court did is it just issued a ruling. Um, so by saying that they're people, it allows the um, Colombian attorneys uh, representing the hippos to move forward with their next with the next part of the case to prevent them from being murdered. Like there's having a fucking an like there's like order. a hippo Lorax down in Colombia being like, my name is Juan Crocodile. My name is Juan Crocodile. I speak for the hippos. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like that's certainly what it sounds like. All right. Um, they want you know to what? sterilize the hippos versus killing them. That is the that is what they want to they do. They want to they want to TNR the hippos. Yeah, they just snip off them schnuts and just be like, all right, now you can't <laughs> then reproduce. They, then they do the little ear tips so that you know the hippos already been TNR. Yeah, done. So that's what's happening in America right now. Hippos are people. Corporations Finally. are people. Hippos are people. I mean, it's, a, it's about time. This is the world I've always wanted. Yeah. No. I mean, this is the world I want to leave for my children. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad non non human animals. Yeah, can be people. Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of, of non human animals, that was great. That was exactly what I was gonna say. Hi. Hi! Just barreled right through it. I was so happy we had the same thought. Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we are definitely non-human animals. We definitely are. We have rights, damn it. And we're definitely yeah. represented by Juan, Juan Crocodile, Crocodile Abogados. Yeah, I mean, He's got a long wait list. Like you have to wait a while Ooh, before yeah. Juan Crocodile. We got in on the ground represent floor. you in court, but he's worth the wait. Oh, for sure, for sure. I care a lot about my clients. He gets yeah, paid and you in, can like, pay chickens. him in raw chickens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. We're on, we literally are on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, you just pay him in raw chickens. It's it's wonderful. Pollos it's, muy raw. Yeah, yes. favorito. Good. See. See. <laughs> Well, this week we have uh, probably no chickens, probably no crocodiles. I have none. Maybe of my some story. lawsuits. Who don't know? Maybe you don't know. Not if I have anything you to say know. about it. I mean, I know what my story's about. Well, I know what mine is, and it is definitely not related to Juan Crocodile. Well, tell one of them, and avogados. then we'll, dis- we'll, we'll discover it all together. Okay. Well, yeah, let's learn together. Well, this week our beer. 
um, is called the Surrealist. It is a Belgian blonde ale, and it's got a picture of the uh, little Senepa un. Uh, what is it? Like this is not a hat, Senepa un yeah. hat or whatever. But it's oh, got this the is guy not a pipe. or pipe. Yes, yeah. un pipe. Yeah, you know the like the dude in the hat. He's got the star. You've the seen the painting. Hat. Yeah. You've seen it. You've oh, seen it. Now it's a now it's a delightful hop. Mm. Yes, now it's a little. Now he's got a big face. hop face. So he's anyway, also a non-human animal. Yeah. Yes. So we thought surrealist art, haunted art, whatever that means. Whatever to you. that means to you. And what that means to old podcast mom, she went hard on the podcast mom. Is I'm going to tell you about the Cleveland Museum of Art. Literally, it's right in the fucking name. Fucking Look at name. that. I, I I understood the assignment. I read it, you, reading comprehension, and I went forth. So, love it, love it, love it. The Cleveland Museum of Art, located in Cleveland, Ohio. Speaking of Ohio, where they love cocaine, hippopotamus, where they love drippos. Yeah, where they have, I mean, Southern District, Cleveland's in the north of Ohio, whatever. But we know state of Ohio loves hippopotamus. They're for hippo rights. Um, It is a neoclassical white Georgian marble bow art building. Wow. That's a a lot lot of words. Of adjectives. Yeah, that's exactly what Before building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's what it is. Um, It's bow art. It's where they would load brushes into bows and shoot them directly at canvases. Pew, pew, pew. Splat art. Yes. The Cleveland Museum of Art is a splat building. Hell yeah. Gross. (laughs) Um, It opened its doors to the masses in June 1916. Um, The museum was made possible like PBS special. This program was made possible by the generous generous donations of three rich white dudes. Named. Greatest name ever. Hinman Hurlbutt. Hurlbutt? Hurlbutt. Hurlbutt. One T, but Hurlbutt. Hurl vomit butt could be butt. hurl boot, uh, butt vomit. It's definitely not. It's no. definitely hurl butt. It's hurl butt and it's butt vomit. So Mister yeah. Hinder butt vomit. Yes, the name is his. It's originally in German translates to uh, like asshole vomit. Yes. Oh, mm. butt pee. A vomiting asshole yes. is basically what that translates to. Diarrhea. Um, yeah. John Huntington and Horace Kelly. Those are the three. Horace Kelly. Horace. Oh, horse. Ho- horse Kelly. Horse Kelly. He he's a horse. He's also a non-human. Um, he's animal. also a lawyer. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's a paralegal. He's an associate at Jose Crocodile's firm. Oh yeah. Hasn't made, hasn't made partner he's, yet. No. He's not a partner yet. No no no. He's, he's on the track though. For sure. Get it? On track? He's a horse? Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Good job, me. Um, Mr. Or- Mr. Butt P uh, made his riches by practicing law and then m- moving up to the very lucrative career of owning banks. Oh, I mean, that's where they make the money. That's where they make the money. So it would make sense that that is where he would accumulate his mass wealth. Uh, Mr. Huntington made his money in oil and uh, Mr. Horse... Oh. Uh, inherited his fortune from his family's real estate business. Oh, gotta love a white man who inherits wealth. Yeah, his like my the dad. The true owns, American dream. He's like yeah, my baby. dad owned that dealership, shit, and now get I'm rich. That money. Get them undies. Yeah, then use that money to get them undies. There we go. Ties it all together. Uh, the museum has gone through a few expansions over the years. The first was in 1958, which uh, doubled the size of the museum. Um, the second was in 1971 and the third in 1983. However, between 2001 and 2012, um, the museum decided that the expansions built in 58 and 83 were just stupid. So they got rid of them all together. They're so dumb. They're garbage. They're like, this is just garbage. I don't like these two. This whole extension's garbage. So I'm just going to like erase it and I'm going to just build new wings in its place. These are better, faster, stronger, nicer ones. That's what I need. Yeah. Um, nice. We museum, need the best wings. We really do. We need some solid 2001 to 2012 wings, not these 83 and 58. Yeah. Um, the museum is free to the public, which is cool. Nice. Um, and is particularly known for its Asian and Egyptian art. Um, it has over 61,000 works in its permanent collection 
and a bunch of educational programs. So the, the museum was founded and it was meant to be free because these three rich white dudes were all about educating people about the arts. So they're like, we're going to open it for free. We're going to have a bunch of programs. We're going to teach you about art and blah, 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 blah. They were like, come, come, pause. Look at beautiful things Look you will never own. You I'm a rich white man. That's right. These things are in my house, but you have to come here to see them because you are Wouldn't poor. you love to be rich and to own fancy things like these? Well, you can't well, because you can't. of your poverty. And I won't I'll let you, you look at them for free because obviously you're a poor. You are a and I am much poor. better than you as a rich man. And I will simply give you access to the great wealth and things I have accumulated. How nice I am. I am the most benevolent. Praise me. I'm amazing. Name a street after me. Name buildings, streets, cities, towns. One of the items. One, two, three, Juan Crocodile Street. <laughs> Um, He's my tax lawyer. One of the items in the museum's permanent collection is a cast of Rodin's The Thinker. Um, in oh, this guy. The, yeah, that guy. The one who's got like, the, he's the, sitting. The, the punch chin guy. Yeah, the sitting naked, naked punch chin man. The like, hmm, testicles guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's thinking my about nuts. his nuts. <laughs> That's exactly what he's thinking he's about. He's like, hmm, breezy. <laughs> Why is it so cold? Oh, that's right. I'm naked. Nyut. Oh, I'm naked. Um, in 1970, that particular piece was partially destroyed in a bombing. Um, allegedly, allegedly. Um, by someone who hated schnutz? Somebody who really By hated. the anti-nudist society. Some, some militant anti-men groups. Mi- militant, like, just lesbian group was like, <laughs> I hate men. Blow up his dick specifically. I'm going to blow up a basically a reprint of this famous thing. Yeah. yeah. Not even the real one. That's how dumb yeah, these kids that's were. That's the thing. It's not even the one. The real one's in Rome, I think. And they're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, it was allegedly carried out by a group called the Weathermen. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, which my God. Was it's a- raining bombs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very, very famous. Um, it's a militant group. Uh, in case you don't know who they are, yeah. In case you're not me and don't know everything about uh, every socialist movement. That they- yeah. <laughs> um, they were a militant group formed in 1969 um, with a nice. goal, nice, to create a revolutionary party to overthrow America's uh, imperialism. Yep. There you go. How's that working out for you guys? And and form a classless communist world. Oh, love it. Love to see it. That love was, to see it. You love to see it. Um, there, uh, the, the famous subterranean homesick blues, you don't need a weatherman, weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Yes. A it reference was to the Bob, water underground. Yes. Uh, it Bob is a Dylan. Bob Dylan song. That's where they got their name from. Yep. Um, anyway, their methods were largely violent uh, and included jailbreaks, organized riots, and bombings, including two at the U.S. Capitol and the Pentagon. I understand all of that. I don't understand why you blow up a free museum for poors if what you want is communism. They've never taken credit for it. It's just largely attributed it just to them. Feels a little off brand. It, it, it's a hundred percent on brand because they blow look at, look shit at, up. A, they love to explode things. They do. B, they want a classless society. And who is giving away? Look, look at look at this wealthy man and his benevolence. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you're better than me? I'll blow up your shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I don't want you to decide to give me things. I want you to be forced to give me things. Yeah, I, I yes. want you to. I want to violently ensure that all those things are given to everyone. Yeah, even though they even were though already free. being given to everyone. Yeah, just but look, so we're clear. Children. But you're These doing were... it the wrong way. You're do. You're wrong. You're Your just... fun is wrong. Yes, exactly. You have a bunch of college age dingleberries that are be like, no, man. This art doesn't speak to the communist movement. It belongs to one man, but it's given to everybody. It should belong to everyone, man. Yeah, like if I want to yeah. like take this man's thinking dick and put it in my house, I totally I, should be able to. Everybody should have a week with the thinking dick. I'm just saying, guys, blow up a Walmart, you know? Walmarts weren't around in 1970. This message not endorsed by Booze and Brews. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't blow up a Walmart. Don't blow don't up anything. Don't blow up anything. Yeah, I, I got there eventually came after the walmart and i realized and if you do we suggest you contact 
Jose Crocodile. Uh, Juan Crocodile. Juan Crocodile here. No, you, Jose Crocodile ho- covers the criminal aspects of... If you have been involved in a... They're, they're brothers. Liability. They're not twins, but they're brothers. If you haven't been involved in an act of domestic terrorism, call me Juan Crocodile. I'll, I'll refer I'll, you to I'm, Jose. You're, you're still going to I'll jail. I'll refer you to my brother, Jose Crocodile. Yeah. yeah. You're still going to jail because I'm not a great lawyer, but, you know, at least you'll have somebody. But I guarantee you, if you lose, I'll eat the judge. Yep. I'll just eat... <laughs> I'll eat everybody in that fucking courtroom. <laughs> there will be no evidence. I'll eat. I'll eat the stenographer. I, I win. The evidence. I win. You don't pay. I lose. You don't pay. I'm eating the judge. I'm just eating everybody. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the weathermen became defunct after the Vietnam War because there really wasn't much for them to fight about anymore. Oh, because we fixed everything. Because the war was over. It was um, fine. Well, all those kids and also that's why became, we're all communists now. Yeah, and they, and they all, no, they all, all those kids became yeah. yuppies. Yeah, they all became yuppies and like you know bankers. I know. Bankers. Did a bunch of cocaine and, and made money Reagan. in the stock market in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. They all yeah. voted for Ronald Reagan. Um, additional items in the permanent collection include pieces by Batticelli. Oh, Batticelli. Francisco de Goya. Oh, uh, de Goya. Matisse, Van Gogh, Picasso, and Claude Monet. Oh, mm. well good. pronounced. Uh, merci. I did not practice one bit. This is just natural talent. <laughs> um, the museum has about seven hundred seventy-five thousand visitors every year, which makes it one of the most uh, visited art museums in the world. On account in of the, the free world. On account I mean, of the freeness I would and go freedom. If it were yeah, free, I mean that I, tracks. Yeah, I would go multiple times if it were free. Um, Museums can get real pricey. They can. They totally can. Um, And uh, I like to think so many people visit not because it is free, but because there are ghosts. Yeah. I mean, I would visit it because it's free and has ghosts. And ghosts. You know what? Maybe that's That's what it is. That's a twofer. It is a twofer. I love free ghosts. Mm -hmm. I will pay for them, but under duress. (laughs) Twist my arm, but damn it, I'll pay for it. But if it's free, I'm having a real good time. Oh man, I'm fucking there. All about it. Bells on. Um, Give me them free ghosts. The West Wing of the museum, which was the addition built in 1971. Oh, that's where my machine works. Yes, he was built in 1971 as well, which is funny. He doesn't look that great for his age. If no. he was built in 1971, he was. I'm pretty he sure he was built well before poorly. 1971. I feel like Charlie Sheen was built in 1971. <laughs> I don't think so. They're all old. Christ. Anyway, because 1971 in my head is still 30 years ago. So. <laughs> is um, it? No, it's 25 years ago. Mm-hmm, sure. Yep, sure. Uh, it is the area of the museum that has seen the most activity. And they believe uh, that is because the art housed in that particular wing was originally housed in the original museum. Oh, it's the so oldest old, art. Yes. So it's the oldest art that ever arted in Cleveland. It's had time to fully marinate, marinate. in the ghostiness. Exactly. So Got one it. ghost that people see is that of a little boy. Oh. A jolly little boy. Guests will report him um, a, a young man in like kind of a red little suit, but it's period clothing running through the gallery before disappearing into his painting. Oh, Mama, it's time to... I've come home for dinner. Hello, I've had my fun gallivanting around the museum, being riffraff. Now it's home for time for tea. I've Um, spent many an hour hitting a hoop with a stick. Yes. And now it's time to come home to my painting. And I'm... I am positively famished. Um, anyway, it's not clear who the little boy was, um, but he is depicted in the piece called The Boy in the Red-Lined Cloak. Cool. Yep. Uh, a painting from the 1780s by French artist Jean Honoré. Oop, can't read my own handwriting there. We're going to call him uh, Frago. That's it. Sh- Johnny Honoré the Frog. The frog. Johnny Honors the Frog. Yep. Johnny, Johnny Frog. Johnny the Otter Frog. Yes. <laughs> Johnny the Otter Frog. Um, and another, so that's what they see. So they'll see him running around. He'll stop in front of his painting and then disappear into the painting. Oh, hey, look, it's me. Yeah. Um, I know that guy. <laughs> that's that's a common theme because another ghost believed to haunt the museum is a man in gray who has been seen staring at his own picture before disappearing back into said picture. There are a lot of egotistical ghosts. 
in yeah, this. Yeah, this is they a love lot of to like, look at themselves. This is a lot of meta ghostiness happening right now. Yeah, he's like, man, damn, I look good. Look at that booty. Look at but that you think booty. He just stands next to the painting until like a hot woman comes by and he's like, like hey, 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 Oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my god. Oh, he that that powdered wig, so sexy. Oh Makes my god, if I ran across that so man big. in real life, I would definitely sleep with him. What? <laughs> oh my oh my oh my goodness. Oh my god, it's oh me. My, it's me. It's me. Um And then he just pulls his pants off. <laughs> and then he just draw yeah, just full drops trout. Presents. Presents. And then when he is immediately rebuffed, is so embarrassed he then disappears back into his painting. This never happened. Yeah. There was nothing no, to he, see he here. just pulls his pants back up and leans against the painting again for round two. <laughs> I'm gonna get yeah. it one of these days. One of these women is gonna and be He's like a woman, my... a man. I'm not picky. I, at this point, no. It's been hundreds no. of years. Somebody Pay attention to my schwanz, please. He's like, I'm from the 1700s. I'm pansexual. Like, it's yes, fine. It's totally fine. I know what that is. 1700s. Totally yeah. know what that means. I think they just called that horny in the 1700s. Yes. DTF in the 1700s. Yes. <laughs> Didn't matter who. Um, so that man is Jean-Gabriel Duthil, um, who was a secretary of foreign affairs for King Louis XV. Uh, who helped negotiate the Treaty of Vienna, which ceded some douchey back to France. Cool. Yep. It was I so love douchey in France. Yes. One one very influential douche. And this man gets a painting and now is allowed to present. And lumber. just wants to bang. Lumber and wants to bang. Um, I think he presents lumber, also presents crack. I think he's an equal opportunity. For sure. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has to make a snap judgment as a as a museum goer is walking by and he'll oh. either like quick flip around and present present the bo- the booty right. or quick yeah. flip around and and, just and then drop just his go pants. crotch forward. Yeah. Mhm. But sometimes, sometimes he does a little so does a little circle, a little front action back action. Front action. Yeah. Back action. Like hey, any of he's this? Just, he's just walking, he's just turning in circles next to his yeah. painting. Yeah, like a like, euro. like an attractive couple comes up to him, he just starts turning in turning in circles. Turning in circles? Yeah. yeah. Would you like this shawarma? You want and some then, of this? You want some of this? You want some of this? Any anybody? Any takers? Um, the West Wing is also home to the Pierre Mirror, uh, which is a 1720 French mirror um, with a weird, creepy baby head on the top. So it's it's just like what? Kind of, it's like a goldish frame. Oh, so it's like gilded into the it's frame of the mirror. Gilded into the frame, yeah. So it's like your very typical. Honestly, my mirrors in this apartment look similar to this mirror. Yeah, you do have cool mirrors, though. I do. They're, they're great mirrors, but I don't see any ghosts. But in we the cannot mirror. create a psychomantia out of them because they are not positioned properly. It's true. So anyway, there's a creepy baby head, like in this uh, particular mirror but it's nothing fancy like they know nothing about it just that it's from the 1720s it's a mirror it was probably it's some like a cherub thing house. you know it is but it's a creepy baby head yeah oh for sure like you say cherub i say creep creepy baby head creepy baby face for sure um but people looking at themselves again very egotistical people looking at themselves in this mirror have seen others unidentified others standing behind them so you see them in the reflections but when you turn to look no one is standing behind you oh they're back they're there to back you up they are there to back you up in case you need to fight mr mr gray pants they're there for you yeah it's it's baby faces backup singers and they're there to back you up that's good yeah i need a backup crew well who doesn't yeah um as good as these stories are the most famous sighting uh the most famous ghost uh is courteous of one claude monet himself Ooh. oh he doesn't have anywhere better to be <laughs> again he, egotistical this this museum just welcomes people dead people who love themselves and want to see the fruits of their labor God. or something they um, love themselves and they want to love others they, they, they want, want to be loved by others. yes <laughs> yeah all of this um so in 2015 uh, a ghost believed to be uh, monsieur monet himself was captured was captured onto photograph uh, looking down into the lower lobby of the museum um outside of their special exhibit hall 
Um, and it's a real clear picture. I will show you tuna in a second, but other people can just Google it. Yeah, Google um, it. You have phones. For sure. But it is a real clear picture and it looks it looks totally fake. But everybody at the museum swears up and down that it has not been photoshopped. No one has touched it. They were just snapping a photograph of people working on this exhibit. And there was this man standing um, against the railing, like holding his arms out to the sides, kind of looking down. And it's a man in like it's he's black and white. He's got a very long. Oh, he's black and white. And everything else is color. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, he's got this super long old prospectory type beard. He's got like this huge fucking hat. He's definitely like older time period clothing. And the pe- reason people have connected this to Claude Monet is because he is looking down and there's this giant picture of Claude Monet himself because they're working on an exhibit called... Um, Claude Monet. No, the painting, the modern garden, Monet to Matisse. So they had this giant picture of him and it, it looks like Monet. That's so, so he's, again, he's, standing next to a picture of himself. He's standing above a picture of himself, looking down, basic, as if he's, like, judging these people who are coming up with his special exhibit. Like, got it. He's like, not why is there not more of my water lilies? I do not want my pictures next to Matisse. That man is a piece of shit. You this know? This is garbage. Have you seen my bridges? They're so beautiful. I do the best work. Um, but yes, so I will show the, the picture to Tuna now. Yeah, show tuna, show tuna. Oh my goodness, that does look like there's just a dude up there. That is a man with a big long beard standing on the upper level. Who's like, he looks kind of like he's backlit and maybe that's why he's black and white. Yeah, but But he he distinctly is black and white in a color picture. Mm -hmm. That's not a ghost, it's just a man. It's a man standing on the balcony. It's just a man who looks just just like Claude Monet. It's just a man with a cool beard. It's a Claude Monet cosplayer. That like that's, went to the museum that day. That's Billy Gibbons. <laughs> from ZZ Top. ZZ Top. He happened to be mu- visiting the museum that day. Yeah, I mean, um, girls do go crazy for a sharp dressed man, so. Mm. Yeah. Well, he was not sharp dressed. He looked kind of hobo esque, but, you know. How artists. dare you? It's um, Ohio. It's. <laughs> they don't know any better. That's Ohio fancy. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm Ohio fancy. So anyway, that is the story of the haunted Cleveland Museum of Art in Cleveland, Ohio. And the ghosts of many, many people who like to look at themselves and Claude Monet. That is ghosts and ghostly art. Good job. Good job, podcast mom. We understand the assignment. Literally. Every base. Yeah. Literally. Literally. All bases. Literally. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back in a second after I yell at you. We'll get even more of these haunted arts. Hi, everyone. It's your old pal, Juan Crocodile, attorney at law. Hey, you should submit a, uh, a review on iTunes for this show. Booze and Brews Podcast. Say words, give them five stars. It's a good show. It's the least you can do. The second least you can do is go to patreon.com slash booze and brews, where they have audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches that engineer Bob does. He's very talented. And you can get them undies. Who's undies? Probably Bob's for $5,000. Also, social media websites. I won't sue you on them, so you can go visit them. They have a Twitter. Booze and Brews. They have an uh, Instagram. Booze and Brews Podcast. And they also have a Facebook. Booze and Brews. Remember to dial dose, 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 dose. Juan Crocodile, Abogados. So now we get to the eternal question that everyone ponders. Did Tuna did do the Did Tuna homework? understand the assignment? It's like, what did she think the pr- this week's prompt meant? <laughs> uh, I will tell. I'm here to tell you. I as well understood the assignment. Holy crap, Ola. You guys. I'll believe it when I, did, I hear it. I did. There's definitely art involved. <laughs> okay. I so, love that you say that you did it right and then you immediately semi-walk it back. Yep. Well, here, she did a whole museum full of a bunch of different arts. I picked a one art. Okay, okay. And did it. That's still the assignment. Don't know yeah. yeah. to walk it back. You're doing good. I'm not walking it back. I stand proudly and tallly as I tell you the story of Black Augie. Black Augie. This sounds racist. Okay. <laughs> it's not. Okay, good. Weirdly, weirdly not racist. Okay. I'm like Im- running through my story in my head now. Impressive. I'm sure there's racism in there somewhere. We'll find it. Okay. <laughs> um, so Black Augie is a statue art uh-huh very good very good <laughs> statues are art they're art Assignment. done D- done That's and it's haunted done i did it good job me pat pat, pat, pat. pat. 
<laughs> no, uh, Black Augie is a statue that is placed on top of the um, Agnes family tomb in Druid Ridge Cemetery, which is in Pikesville, Maryland. Druid Ridge. Druid Ridge. Um, and it was put there when the family tomb was first constructed in 1926. Okay. Like so it. they call it Black Augie, obviously, because it's for the uh, um, uh, the August family. Right, Augie, August, getting it. Yes. Is it is it black in color? Hence the name Black Augie. It's like a gray. It's like a, a the gray stone mm. color. So it should be gray Augie. Well, no, because it's evil. That's why it's black. Oh, oh. now we're getting somewhere. Now. Let's go. Evil. Now. So to tell you the story of this statue. That is art. That is Placed art. in front of a tomb in 1926, we have to go all the way back to the 1800s and meet Henry and Marion Adams. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, these are people whose last names are not August. Related no. to uh, the- Gomez and Morticia? Yes. No, related to uh, our some of our f- earliest presidents. Like oh. like Juan Adams? I'm- yes, Juan and Carlos Adams. Juan, <laughs> yes. Juan Adams. Presidente. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he is a, so Henry Adams is a grandson and a great grandson of American presidents. Adams one and Adams two. Gotcha. J, um, J and JC. JQ. Yeah. So Q, they are, they're a lively, very popular uh, couple. They live in DC on Lafayette, like in a, you know, the happening part of DC. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of parties. They have a lot of friends. They're like, because they're so well politically connected. Yeah, um, they're very high up in American society. My at this dad point. was the president. Yeah, my grandfather, grandfather and my, my great grandfather. Oh yeah, sorry, my grandfather and my great grandfather were presidents. Maybe they you've were heard presidents. of them. Maybe. What did your grandfather do? Be poor. That's what I thought. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> um, so while, for all intents and purposes, they were a happily married couple who had wealth and Swingers. power and everything you could want. Swingers. Marion definitely suffered from depression. Oh, that's oh, that's way um, less fun than swinging. And and like I I think it was brought on by the death of her father, but she fell into like a pretty dark depressive episode mm. in 1885, and she drank a bottle of potassium that she had on hand because okay. she used to as a hobby she was a drank potassium. Oh, <laughs> wait, she was a what? She was a photographer. Oh, okay, okay. So she had it for chemicals to process. As a hobby, she was a banana. So she just had <laughs> bottles of potassium lying and around. And she just loves potassium. She loves that. Um, so she drank this bottle of potassium to unalive herself. Yeah. Henry is super sad about this. Mm-hmm. So he does what any wealthy, influential man in Stuffs the 1880s her. would do he, when he, his he wife makes potassium herself. illegal. <laughs> he yes. goes to Japan. Oh. No, no that's not. Nope. That's not where I no, would have Definitely what you do. So then he comes back a year later and he's like, you know, I've had some time to think about it. And I've decided that this like tombstone that I put on my wife's tomb yeah. is not fancy enough. Oh. I want a big, gorgeous statue. That's what he A learned. work of art. I want more art for my dead wife. That is what I've yes. learned. Okay. So he hires this sculptor named Augustus St. Garden. It, we, that's what we're gonna go with um who's a super famousy sculptor he's probably of his era the most famous sculptor he did a bunch of those like civil war statues of like horses in action riding into battle they've like, all been made, torn down in the last year or so yes, <laughs> all his statues are gone now all of them he around. made the um originally when madison square garden opened and there was that golden statue of diana on top mm-hmm. that's him he did oh, that okay nice so he's like a very well he's the most famous Missy sculptor of the day. Okay. So Henry Adams comes to him and is like, yo, um, it's been a year. I'm still real sad about my dead wife. I want you to make something for her head memorial, her tombstone. Yeah. And I've just been to Japan. So I would like it to embody the Japanese um, cultural like, appropriation. I would like yeah, to cultural appropriation culture. Yes. Of Nirvana, which is basically Kurt Cobain, the, like being released from the life cycle. It's like putting an end yeah. to things. Sure. Here I was are unaware now. that Nirvana Enter- meant killing Enter- yourself. Entertain us. Well, I mean, Kurt yeah. knew. Kurt knew. <laughs> he told. He got. He Kurt got the knew. memo. Um. So the sculptor's like, okay, I got you, boo. I'm gonna work on this for you. Four years later, Whoa. Henry's like, yo, where's my shit? Tap, tap, tap my watch. Where's my fucking sculpture, bitch? And he's like, I got it. I got it. Here she is. Oh. And he unveils this gorgeous 
statue that's sort of like a woman like heavily draped in all of these like heavy cloths it's like very like brooding and moody but like peaceful and gorgeous at the same time it is a lovely statue okay okay you can sense the movement in the marble. Lovely. Wonderful. Good job. It's four it's years this, good, though? Come on. I mean, it's done in this gorgeous uh, sort of light pink marble color. Okay. Very lovely. And it is like the hottest shit going in D.C. Everyone's right. like, have you seen this fucking statue? It's the tits. So everyone is going to like see it. Um, it becomes a big touristy thing. Uh, Henry gets mad about it and plants a bunch of bushes around it so people can't go see it. But they just move the bushes and did, trample through the bushes. Just step on the bushes, like, like, pretty stamp, much. Stamp, 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 stamp. Yep. Um, and he, like, the artist was like, "Oh, I made it for Henry Adams, so it's his sculpture, so he gets to name it." And Henry refused to name it. But then apparently, um, at one point, Mark Twain went to visit it because it was like the hot fucking thing to do in D.C. There was no TV. He, also, what the hell else were you gonna do? Yeah, and Read he book, said, book, book. Sh- "Yeah, he said she looked like the embodiment of grief." So then that people started calling the statue grief. Uh huh. Hmm. So oftentimes that is what you will see the statue referred to as, but that's that's just Mark Twain ch- shooting the shit. That's not its right. real title. He's just pulling it out of his asshole. Yeah. Um, so then uh, it becomes very popular. Like I said, everyone comes to see it so much so that at some point under the dark of night, someone comes in, builds little scaffolding around it, makes a cast of it, like takes an a fucking impression of it. And takes away the impression during the night. So, like, Henry comes by to see it one morning and he's like, it's dirty. There's plaster on it. Like, obviously, someone came through here overnight and made a cast of this sculpture. Oh, my. Um, That's wild. That's That's like, this is bullshit. Fucking copyright infringement, y'all. Yes, exactly. And he was just like, well, I'm I'm still very sad. Call me Juan Crocodile for all of your copyright infringement cases. I'll fight for you. So now. We leave sad Henry Adams. Okay, goodbye, Henry. And we cut to a man named Philip Agnes. No, excuse me, Felix Agnes. I like Felix. Yes, Felix. He is uh, born in France in 1839. He led quite a fucking life, you guys. So he dropped out of school at the age of 13 to become a professional seaman. Nice. I feel like most 13-year-olds just... Just hobbyists in semen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not professional semen. He's a professional semen. Many years um, of practice. When so he tours the world for like three years. Then he comes home. He goes to sculptor school to become a sculptor. Because now he I think discovered you, a love of art on the sea. Yeah. Now, now you think you know where the story is going. That's not where it's going. Oh, okay. that's not where it's going. So he doesn't make any sculptures. No, he's not good at it. No. <laughs> okay. Um, so then uh, wars. Yeah. So then he joins up with Napoleon III's army and sure. fights in the Franco-Austrian wars. Nice, right. nice, great, nice. Great, great, great. Um, he helps them conquer Austria. And then he's there when like Gribaldi invades Italy. He like does a bunch of wars. Yeah. And then a seasoned war veteran at the age of 19, Christ. he moves to America. Yeah, you know, because we've seen it all in Europe. Yep. Yeah. he When he comes to America, he just picks up a job sculpting jewelry for Tiffany. Sure, sure. Because he's a, a this shitty This is a guy who like, puts his mind sculptor. to something and just fucking gets he it. Goes like, I love yes, it. Yes, very much so. So he, he like, sculpting uh, shitty jewelry for Tiffany because he's a shitty sculptor, apparently. Yeah. And then... The Civil War happens. More war. He, he's like, so great, he's a like, new war for me to fight in. I'm this is my so shit. good at war. Also, love the blacks. So he joins with the Union. Fan-fucking-tastic. Hey, good choice, buddy. Way to do it. Good job, Frenchie. So he joins up with the Union, and he fucking slaps at war. He's real good at it. So by age 26, he's a brigadier general. Holy shit. Whoa. This fucking French dude's like leading troops into battle. He fights in all these huge battles. He's like pivotal moment. There's a, his Wikipedia page is all about Civil War battles. Okay. I don't care. Yeah, who cares? But I did learn that on the course of all these battles, he's injured 12 times. Holy shit. Okay. By like bullets and shrapnel and like and like uh, bayonet wounds. Oh God! Still yes. You cannot kill this guy. No, you can't. His friends, his friends used to joke around like in his later years that they were like, "Oh yeah, old Felix. He's so full of lead that he rattles when he walks." <laughs> That's badass. Because he just got fucking toe up in the fucking Civil War. 
in a country that he's just immigrated to like five years ago. Yeah, he just showed up. Yeah. So he gets a one particularly bad ouchie. I would like to fight. He gets one particularly bad ouchie and he has to like leave the war and go convalesce. And so he somehow ends up convalescing at the home of this very wealthy guy in Maryland who owns um, everything. Why did I just lose the fucking name of it? He owns the newspaper in Maryland. Okay. The Maryland Marylander. The Maryland, the Maryland, it's called like the Baltimore American or something. Okay. It's in my fucking note. Yes. The Baltimore American. There you go. You um, got there. Yes. So he, he's, he's uh, convalescing in Mr. Baltimore America's house. Yeah. Um, and being taken care of by Mr. Baltimore America's young daughter, Anne. And of course... They, they fall, fall in, in love. love. Of course they do. So then he like has to go convalesce somewhere else. He has to do a little more war than when it often figures out. He's like, I'm done with war. He comes back to Maryland. He asks Ian to marry him and they get married. Aww. And he, using all of his experience in war and sculptor and jewelry design, and gets Siemens. a job with the IRS. Yep, that tracks. I'm- <laughs> That totally tracks. I love this guy. <laughs> he just goes, I want to get a job. And they're like, cool. Which one? Anyone. Pick one. I'll do it. I'm a decorated war hero. What are you going to say? Uh, uh, I would like to help out with the taxes. He just decides to do a job and then like does it very well. Like he like for a while he was working. He did okay he was, at that. Yeah. But he was good enough at it to work for Tiffany. True. Um, Like he for a while was working as consul to ireland for america wait what like not an ambassador but like a consul i don't know what that means but like he just had a bunch of fancy they kept asking him to like run for congress and stuff and he was always like no 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 i couldn't possibly Uh, i mean i'm probably really good at it except in a french way uh no 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 i do not want to do this i would rather sip on wine and work for the irs yes Pretty much. So he, after his many varied careers, eventually his father-in-law passes. So Aww. he takes over running the newspaper. Because why the fuck not? Because that seems like a natural shift in his many different careers. Yeah, in yeah. That it is and a career and he can just do it. Because he, he can, can do, do anything. Yeah. And he could do just anything. The newspaper did fucking great. So much so that he spun off the Baltimore American, in, which is a morning paper. And then they started releasing an evening paper as well called the Baltimore Star. Oh my God. So he like doubled the size of this family business. I just, this man. There's yeah, this fucking do. dude. And this fucking do. dude. Formal education well, one stopped thing, at 13. There was one thing that he, he uh, did unsuccessfully, and that is buy art. Oh. So he decides, now I'm a rich, powerful American man. Yeah. I'm going to buy some land in a cemetery, and I'm going to set up an Agnes family pot, plot, you oh, know? Sure. My mom is buried in France. I want to bring her over here. I want me and my wife to be buried here. So he buys his plot in the cemetery, sets up his little family tomb, and he goes about buying some art to put in front of it. And he had long admired the grief statue that was in front of Mary and Adam's tomb. So when his art dealer is like, oh, I know a guy who makes licensed, like, reproductions of that statue, I could sell you one. And he's like, well, hot fucking shit, let's buy that. So he buys it and puts it up. Oh, no. Dude, you are steal. That is a huge no-no. You do not steal other artists' work. Well, because he bought it from a dealer who told him it was a licensed reproduction. Never trust anybody. To be fair. Don't trust anybody. Do your um, research, kiddo. So at this point, uh, Augustus, the actual uh, original sculptor who made the beautiful art, has passed. Okay. But his widow is still alive. And his widow starts hearing about people talking about how there's a fucking ripoff of that statue in a cemetery in fucking Maryland. She calls. They're they're both D.C. suburbs. They're close to each other. Juan Crocodile Mm -hmm. is now on the case. Tell me she's litigious. So she tries. So she reaches out to Henry Adams. She's like, yo. This dude has a fucking ripoff of your statue that my husband made. And he's like, yeah, I don't really have any legal claim to it because I didn't make it, you know? But it, it was done and, for you. Ooh, this is where copyright law gets in. Yes. This and we're, copyright we're in the shit. 1920s at this point, 1930s, maybe, you know? They, in 1919, they just did an overhaul of uh, the copyright system. Oh, maybe it's in the public domain. Anyway, continue. Yeah. 
Um, so she's like, well, Nerd. fuck that noise. Nerd. I'm going to go see this for my goddamn self. Mm-hmm. So then Widow Augustus gets gets her little old lady body over oh there, looks at it, and is like, this is such a fucking ripoff. And she contacts Felix, and she's like, yo, this is a fucking ripoff. Um, the only difference is that this statue is cast in graystone, so it's not that beautiful pink marble. Yeah. And the original one has like uh, a much bigger background um, behind it. And like, because um, the statue is sitting on a bench and there are other benches near it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But this one, the Black Augie version, is just the statue sitting on a bench. It uh. has the same plinth, but the background and the things on the sides are different. Okay. But she's like, otherwise it's fucking identical. Like, and then she, uh, so she confronts Felix and she calls him a barbarian. Oh, a barbarian. (laughs) For stealing this artwork. And he's like, like, no fucking lie. I bought this from a licensed dealer who told me it was legal. Did you do your research? Did you Google this man? She's like, well, then what you should do is you should return the artwork to me because my husband owns the rights to this and you should sue the art dealer for selling you a fake. And he said, you know what? I think that's 50% of a great idea. So he does sue the art dealer, wins, gets $4,500, but he doesn't return the statue. Oh, you (laughs) asshole. So now he's got a statue and all his money back. Oh. Oh, I love it. Yeah, he's a go-getter. He really is. He's a successful go-getter. Yeah. So then uh, his wife, Anne, dies. So Mm -hmm. then he buries her next to his mother um, in the family tomb. And then three years later, at the ripe old age of 86, he also shuffles off of this mortal coil and is also buried in the tomb. And now any chance that anyone has of getting this statue like corrected for being a fake is gone because yeah. the dude who bought it is dead and underneath it. Yep. Yeah. Not much he can do about it at this point. Um, and once Felix goes into the ground is really when the legends about Black Augie start to come to light. Oh, okay. So there's all these crazy legends because Pikesville is, it's in Maryland, but it's like, it's not suburban Maryland. It's like rural Maryland. So ah. it's not like big city Baltimore. Uh-huh. Um, and so all the townsfolk start to be like, it's haunted, it's cursed. And they're like, it's because there's secretly a witch buried underneath the tomb. They think that that's probably because before the family went there, he brought his mother over from France and put her there. Yeah. And locals were like, who the fuck is this bitch? We're burying in the fucking ground. We don't know her. It's a witch. Yeah, exactly. We don't know her. She's French. She's definitely a witch. Clearly. (laughs) Yeah, and then and then this rumor started that like some dude had murdered a bunch of babies and like buried them under the thing okay. because no one would dig them up because there was already b- bodies there. Okay, sure, sure. Um, but because of that, obviously, it's haunted. Well, duh. And its eyes will glow red in the light in the nighttime oh, if you come upon yeah. the statue at midnight. Oh. Um, and there was this legend that. Because of the b- buried babies underneath it. Well, yeah. the, the statue murders babies. Oh, okay. So they were like, pregnant women can't walk in front of this statue or they'll miscarry. And they're like, newspaper reports that are like, it's happened. My friend's neighbor's dog's cat had this A happen. He lost all the babies. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the kitten babies gone. Gone. Um, but it was so believed to be true that in the like, like sometimes in the 50s, like couples who were going to go like do a little nookie nookie on the side would have the girl sit on this statue's oh lap for like an hour Don't after get they pregnant. fucked. Don't get to pregnant. Like kill the baby. You could nice. also try some form of contraception. No, no abortion statue. <laughs> Definitely going That's with the it. abortion statue. Immediately to abortion statue. And sure. apparently like it's it started with Original like women doing it. As a way to like have control over their own bodies, and then men learned, and then they started to be like, "Hey, so maybe tonight we'll like swing by that statue," and girls would be like, oh, "I'm not a statue kind of girl." Slap slap. He <laughs> <laughs> like started to just the statue was where you went if you wanted to fuck. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. But one interesting thing about this this statue is that while it was there. Um, no grass would grow or plants would grow in the shadow of where the statue cast a shadow throughout the course of the day. So there was like a a halo around where the statue was that they just couldn't keep anything alive. 
Oh. Like anything within the shadow of the statue would just die. Oh, spooky. Um, and because it was so spooky, like local uh, universities would use, like frats would use it as a hazing ritual. Oh, where, like, nice. If you want to join the frat, you have to spend, because the, the big legend is that if you, if you sit in her lap overnight, you spend the night on her lap, you'll you get- die. You die. You die. Oh. You die. You get pregnant. <clears throat> you die. You no, preg- so uh, that's why if you sit there for an hour, that's enough to kill a baby. You oh, know? I see. Yeah. Gotcha. You're much smaller than ba- a baby. Much boy. smaller than any, much less of, of the murder juice. You yeah, need much less marble. of the murder statue juice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so there, and then there was at one point in the 50s, uh, there was a, fr- a fraternity that was sending pledges there overnight, and one of them did die. Oh. But I mean, the, he was drunk as a skunk. Hell well, no, he just tried to fuck that statue. Got his dick ripped the, off. Internal bleeding. The newspaper was like he died of fright, but sure. everyone was like, no, I saw it. The statue, Fucked the statue him. ripped him in half. Oh, oh. Yes. Hell yeah. I, was like, I feel like the coroner could tell the difference between those two things. No. Mm-mm. But it was the 50s. Yeah, no, I mean, blind, drunk, booze. Yes. It's fine. Um, so the statue definitely is known to come to life. Um, there is a story from 1962 where uh, like one day so the one of the caretakers in the cemetery realized the statue is missing one of its arms. Oh, it's been oh, like no. sawed off. Oh, whoa, oh no. Jesus. And they're like, what the fuck? And it's so the police investigate butt. and they find the arm in the trunk of like a nearby worker's car okay. with a saw. And they arrest him for defacing the statue and he goes before the judge and he tells the judge, nah, dude, that statue fucking came to life, stole my saw, sawed off her own arm and then put it in my trunk. Yes. You know what? Believable. Not guilty. (laughs) Not guilty. Was he he successful? Successful in his defense? No, he went to jail. Whatever. He went directly to jail. I don't know. It's like such a local right legend. Maybe the maybe the judge you know, was the like, judge yeah, like that sounds believable. Uh, you know what? That's, that's what Black Hoggy does. Black Hoggy gonna do like, what like Black Hoggy gonna do. In college, I fucked underneath that statue and she didn't get pregnant. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I'm Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey loves to go to the abortion statue. If there's yes. one thing I love, it's an abortion statue. <laughs> Oh um, so because of this local legend, um, it obviously brought in a lot of people coming to see it in the middle of the night. There was a lot of like, you know, uh, like pollution, like people leaving garbage, mm. people doing graffiti, people like vandalizing other things in the area. They like tried to plant like like uh, prickly bushes, like thorn bushes. Yeah. But the bushes would die because oh. anything they planted they're in the halo. would die. They're in the halo. The halo yep. of death. Um, so eventually they like the cemetery reached out to the family and was like, if you don't want to have to keep like paying to have this cleaned because of all the shit that's happening to it, you got to got to get rid of it. You got to take it out. Whoa. So the family was like, OK, like we understand. So they're like, we're going to donate it to the Maryland Institute of Art. OK. And the Maryland Institute of Art is like, great. We fucking love it. And then apparently their like Burned board down. of directors was like, we don't want that fucking haunted statue. And they just never picked <laughs> it up. a haunted ass statue. Get that shit out of here. We don't fucking want that shit. So then a year later, the family was like, uh, okay, well, you never got it. So we're now going to donate it to the Smithsonian. Okay. So then, but the thing of it is, the Smithsonian has absolutely no records of them ever having, exhibiting, picking up the statue. But there are people who remember seeing it exhibited. At the Smithsonian. At the Smithsonian, which is now like the Smithsonian Institute of Art or whatever. But there are people who remember it. And somehow, somehow it ended up um, in the backyard, in the back courtyard of the National Courts Building in D.C. Okay. So no one knows how it got there. The family's like, we gave it to the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian's like, we disavow all knowledge of ever having this fucking statue. Um. But what's interesting about this, so now it's in the, in, like I said, it's in the back courtyard of the National Courts Building, which is on Lafayette Street, Aww. which is literally across the street from where the Adams used to live. What a slap Where in their face. Henry and Marion Adams used to live. Slap And this courtyard is a shared backyard of the house of our favorite DC ghosty party girl, <gasps> Dolly Madison. Dolly Madison! <laughs> Yay! Nice. So now the statue is there and it doesn't appear to have any more creepiness to it. Since they took it at the cemetery, it's apparently not creepy anymore. Well, yeah, because there are no babies buried underneath it. Which is unfortunate. People still like try and climb on the statue now, but it's like 
right outside it's right outside a federal building you will so get arrested yeah, yeah. That's probably don't not the best idea. climb on the fucking statue don't guys break a law in front of a federal building not yeah. smart. don't do that we don't not do smart it. but that is the incredibly <laughs> weird story yeah of the statue which is art of black augie i i, I did like it. it i did it you did it good job you stayed I'm very proud of you you stayed on brand where you did the assignment but you also went a little yeah. 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 Yep. Absolutely. Um, so that brings us to our beer. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it is called the Surrealist. It is a Belgian blonde ale from Paperback Brewing Company out of Glendale, uh, California. Glendale. Glendale. Um, it is 5.7%. And I think it is delightful. It's great. I it, got zero complaints about this it beer. It has all of the great Belgian species without the heaviness of like a typical Belgian double or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, Beautiful golden color. Really good. Little little hazy, not quite see-through. I, I got zero complaints about this beer. Spiced delightfully, really as you well. mentioned. It just tastes great. Yeah. It's, you can't go wrong with this one. Good job. Way to go, Glendale. Yeah, good job, paperback. Love it. It's a lovely golden color. Yes. It's a lo- it's a really an exemplar in in my opinion of the style in general. It's just great. Mm-hmm. It's really really a great beer. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, this is the part of the show where I get to pick a winner, which is great for there me. There you go. Hey, yeah. guess what I love? Socialist you movements love? like the Weather Underground. Let's blow up everything. Hey, guess Let's what else I up. love? Stories that show a man can do anything. <laughs> you know, guess what I love? Juan what? and Jose Quacodile, probably the best abogados in the world. You know what else I love? Quacodile? Both professional and hobbyist semen. You know what else I love? <laughs> Billy Gibbons. But if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's Gilbert Gottfried fucking underneath an abortion statue. Vanessa wins. There <laughs> oh, you go. Gilbert Gottfried for the win. Always, Always. Gilbert Gottfried for the win. That's really all it took. Good job. Well, <gasps> thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for coming this week. Come back next week. There'll be more booze. And there will be more booze. <laughs> Until then. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Excellent job. Thank you. <laughs>